on the tee from the United States of America, the Back Nine Bros, starting in three, two, one. What's up, everybody? We got LD Pole from the house. Emphasis on the LD part, LD Pole. Uh, we also got Bobo, Rombo Yo, Bobo. What's up? What's Happy up, to be boys? Back. Let's go, what's up, boys. How we doing? How we doing? Good Thanksgiving weekend. Back with the boys today, ready to get going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is. Bobo, uh, what you need there? Pretzels. Yeah. I got some nice honey. No, sorry, butter pretzels. Pretty nice, pretty crunchy. Do these pretzels better than? What are the pretzels called that you get the big rods? Snyder's? The yeah, Snyder dude, these are better than Snyder's. I guarantee you. Yeah, I think they're better than the bow. Nah, I mean, come on. Rombo, best on tour. Okay, no one, no one cares. No one cares about your pretzels. I care about right these now. pretzels, so I guarantee no, you Utz pretzels. The, with the only reason people listen to us is because of our phenomenal golf expertise and opinions and how we're just great guys overall. I mean, I can speak for two of us. We'll leave the other one up to interpreta- interpretation. But uh, what did we see last week? Well, we saw Polv. What did you go? Even on the front nine on last Saturday? No, I was under. You are under? Dude, I thought you were even. I, I don't know who was counting. Um, Best ball striking. Oh, when I played with you. Yeah, yeah. That day yeah. I was even. Yeah, yeah. Best ball striking I've ever seen in my life from Polv, just for the viewers out there. This guy is not a ball striker. He's a short game wizard, and he's literally hitting every green right now. So I don't know what to say. Maybe 2021 or the end of 2020 is a new pole, but something has happened. Something has happened. God has come down and given you his powers because I wouldn't go that far. I would not yeah, go that I, far. It's at probably all. a bit of a stretch. You're right, Soul, but like, holy mackerel. He is. Look, I, I've, seen, I've seen the rise of pole from. Freshman year, 2014 golf season to fast forward. What is this? Seven, eight years later. Um, the big man's got some talent, best hands on the East coast ranked by himself. You know what it is. Um, likes to flatter himself as a great bunker player. Didn't see him go in one bunker. So I don't know how good of a bunker player he is, but yeah, Yo, he Paul, was striping it. Paul, if I do think your bunker game is a bit overrated, but I will say your ball striking right That's now. Bobo. Listen, I want to give you credit because your ball striking right now is phenomenal, but I don't know. I think I think Bo over here, his bunker game might compete. I, I, I would love to attest to that. Yeah, I mean, I love how you're just propping yourself up there, Bobo. You're like Bobo. He's here to compete. Like, got to do what prop. you got to do, man. Like what is that a self plug there? Once That's exactly what that was. Out. Gotta let gotta let the viewers know who's boss. How about I mean, this, Bobo? I'm a better sim bunker player. All right, so we're talking about the simulator. So you're a better, you're a better ball striker out of bunkers off a a mat, off a simulator. Okay. If you're going to talk about simulator, I don't even want to get into simulator talk because it's so unrealistic. Oh, I'll get into simulator simulator talk. Our simulator is. I'm happy we have a simulator in the winter, but it has to be the most inaccurate simulator in the world. You had you stripe a seven iron. It says it goes 120 yards, 40 yards left into the water. So. Or you're hitting you're it just a bad player, Harry, and then well, Sol, Sol, if if that's the case, then why does it always happen to you rather than me? What are you talking about? I hit a seven iron in the simulator, 195 yards. It's pretty in line with myself. Hey, Bobo, how about that three wood I hit last week, 296 carry? Yeah, I yeah. mean, like he's out of the fescue. He hits a he hits a three wood and carries 50 yards over the green into into water. 
And then we got I mean, Soul over here playing Whistling Straits on the simulator, hitting a three wood from like the middle of Lake Michigan to a foot, making eagle. Like I, I don't even. I like the simulator. I like going talent. to just it's keep my talent. swing going. It's not talent. It is just it's the furthest thing from talent. But the thing needs. I mean, listen. I don't know what the software is and if there's accurate software and inaccurate software. Whatever we have, it's pretty trash. But it's still cool that we have it. So I don't want to complain too much. But yeah, it's kind of trash. No, I mean, well, last time we were all there together, uh, we all did get tested before for those who are conscious of COVID. Um, so we're being safe. We wear masks too. Try to keep as spread out as possible in that big wide room they've got over there. And uh, following all rules and regulations, just for those who are concerned. Uh, but what about Polv? Or last time we were all there? He says that it's like three wood went 296. And but what about the driver? The driver went like 185 because he was coming in steep at it. Yeah, and the I, driver's not too accurate. You're right about that, Saul. It's it's got me going at like 221 yard carry, 239 total. Uh, just absolute garbage. It's enough to get you pretty mad, isn't it, Polf? Yeah, I don't take it too much to heart. You know, I I I, I make it up on the shots closer to the green, buddy. Hey, but for, for sure, no doubt. So there's been there's been some suspect accurate. actions and words said following some bad shots, but we'll and not go. We will not go into that. We cannot cover that as per um, our policy with the ratings and everything. We got into that. We'd get kicked off the internet. We all get mad, um, but that's no excuse. But the one thing I would have to say is what I was remark. Uh, it was remarkable about Paul's game. Um, last Saturday when we Polv and I played the front nine together. Then uh, Bo finally got out of bed at like what? 2 30 PM and said, Oh, I'll join you guys for the back. Uh, no, I was actually working riser. out all day so I can keep out driving you guys. What do you mean? I, I, we were hitting the ball the same dif- dif- distance and I sit in a chair all day and you say you work out all day. Something's wrong. So there's a difference when I hit three wood off the tee and you hit driver. They might go the same distance, but different club. What do you mean three wood versus driver? Kid, come on. I would annihilate we, you. We have Polv right here as a witness, and I'm going to call him in. I would say I played nine holes with you guys, so let's take out the two par threes. Okay, I wait, think wait, I wait, outdrove wait, you wait. seven out of seven times. Wait, no, first of all. Second of all, if there's a difference from playing the front to the back. When the front, it's like – midday it was like 58 degrees then you go to the back and the weather just changes to like 46 47 so that doesn't matter i'm playing the your exact body just tightens board. up no your body I hadn't even played the naturally. i hadn't even played the front to get my body loose i came straight you were working out all day you were working out all day i was lifting i was getting my muscles tight i was getting like oh yeah, yeah yeah okay okay but one thing i will say though is before we go into that before we bring Polvin to give a judgment I was enamored by how good his 170 um, and in from the pin, like fairways and in, fairways rough, 170 in, was just like locked in. It was just like lasered. It was like Tiger Woods. Yeah, literally. You're so right. Pulled with anything under a seven iron, you might as well just write a birdie down. It's incredible, especially now. He was always a a good short iron, a good wedge player. I don't know what happened. Cause he just like, it's not like he played any much anymore this fall or this summer, but all of a sudden played less. <laughs> yeah. He played less. All of a sudden, I think it's the mental game. I think it's the mental game. The mental game's come a long way. 
You're just right. being stronger all around in every facet. And then what I was amazed about Bobo's game, the kid who's going to be playing D1 next year, I'm the hack of the group, by the way. So that just shows how good of a D1 player he is or he's going to be if I'm keeping up with them. Like for me, the biggest thing that I liked was how unflappable he was, even though it was just a practice round or fun. Like he didn't get bothered. It was all like we we're all out there for laughs and smiles. And honestly, he kind of underperformed to my expectation. Yeah, sorry, I mean, it's just so what it was. So what was the best part of my game? I'm fishing for compliments here. Yeah, Maybe it's tough for us to trips. think of many. Sorry, sorry, Paul, to cut you off. I think it's tough to, to draw many compliments for you. But I will say, good playing companion. You're funny. You know, crack some jokes. Um, if I had to think about it, you know what, Soul? Definitely not the short game, but your driver was looking all right. I know we put out a we put out a video on Instagram. Those were the worst swings we all could have posted by any long shot. Oh, it is hybrid. I think his hybrid is his, his go to club that he stole out of uh, his buddy's bag about a week ago. Not his buddy's actually. bag. A former that's, that's bag. a great point. So with a hybrid is similar to to pull with an eight iron. Like it's just dead straight on the pin all day long. So you know what you should do. You know those 80-year-olds that have irons that are all just hybrids? Before, I'm going to stop you before you even go further. Never <laughs> put my name and 80-year-old in the same sentence. No, I'm serious. Considering how well you hit your hybrid, you should do that. It's like the 9-iron's a hybrid. The 8-iron's a hybrid. Everything is a hybrid. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and what, what should I do? In the world. Should, I, should I just like put graphite shaft senior flex on all my clubs and just like break every shaft on every swing because I'm so god darn strong and swing so god darn fast? Yeah, you actually should, and you'd be a better player. I guarantee it. No, I, I completely disagree because you want to know why? When we you don't were need to on put the whippy hole, shafts, dude, you no. could get the same graphite and you could cut them down or whatever and put it on your irons and just use hybrids. You'd be the be- you would be better than Tiger in 2000. You would be better than Dustin Johnson in 2020. You would be better than Jack Nicholas in 1978 or whenever he was playing. You would be the best player in the world. Every hybrid you hit whether it's from 210 or 230, or I don't even know how far your hybrid goes. It's literally dead uh, straight. 255, two iron titles. I'm talking about yards. I'm, I'm talking about yards, not feet. But 215 yards or 255 yards. Okay. Okay. Damn. Well, I'm, I must have been playing with Spanking a different it. soul. I must have been playing no, with a different No, that was the back nine. On the front nine, I was striping it. Polv can attest. Polv can attest. I was striping oh, it. Right out of the gate, soul came out with a beautiful tee shot. And then we lost it in the mud. Um, but one thing that we were all talking about on the course is the difference in players. Like some, like when I was younger, I would club up or no, club down. Sorry, I say it was like 160 yards and it was a little windy. I'd club down to a nine iron and, or like stick with the nine iron, swing as hard as I can instead of going like clubbing up and taking the eight iron and swing easier, flighting a ball in there. What's uh, What are all like your perspectives on those situational shots, I guess. Well, so I think it's very, very important part of the game. I mean, you know, especially in, when it comes to these type of weather conditions we're facing now, I mean, when it's cold and windy, I mean, if you, if you get that ball up in the air, it's going to be balloony. So if you try and hit a five iron, your average, what stock side five iron. So what? Two Oh five. Uh, no okay. stocks. That's like a, 20, that's 10. like a stock six. So I'd say two fifteen. Okay, so that ball is going to go, and you you're a high you have a high ball flight. So well, I just I I'm a big guy. Um, mass times acceleration, or that, whatever that science thing is, 
Um, that sound like Ben Shear. Ben Shear is really rubbing off on you. No, nah, it's not Shear, dude. It's just uh, when you're a bigger guy, you learn how to um, use the proper words to make yourself sound better than you actually are. <laughs> um, but no, it's like you're completely right. Um, I agree with that. Like, so you come down that five iron, I make decent to good contact. That stuff's going in the air. And then what happens when it goes up in the air, Pulf? It's just ballooning. So and that 215-yard stock shot is going to go maybe 185, 190. Yeah, that's actually true. So many amateurs in the winter, let's say they're stock seven irons, 170, and they go out and play in November. It's a cold day, maybe a little wind, and their seven irons flying 155, and they get so discouraged. But, like, you can't expect to just be going out and striping the ball like you do in mid-August. Like, there's going to be differences. And I think what we've all learned is taking extra club is not an issue. Like you don't have to worry about hitting it over the green. And once you get comfortable with that, your off season game, so to speak, is going to just go through the roof. Maybe that is honestly what is happening with pole. If he's just realizing, Hey, my five iron doesn't go 120 anymore. Now it only goes 90 yards. And he's just becoming a ball striking machine. Dude, electric factory with the chirps tonight, big guy. Electric. I, I, I love it. Kind of feel bad because Paul's a good guy. I meant more like 195, 200 to now 180, 185. But anyways, you guys get the point. You really have to adjust. If you expect that you can hit all your clubs the same distance in 40 or 45 degree weather as you do in July when it's 90 out, then you're just you got to be smoking crack, kid. Yeah, I, I think that's gonna happen. You're right. I mean, it's just it's crazy. So like, don't. To, to you viewers out there who maybe this is an issue for you, maybe you hit your driver 280 in, in midsummer and now you're hitting a 260 and, oh, no, I'm losing distance. I'm getting weak. It's just not the case. Like, don't get discouraged. Let the winter pan out. Do whatever you need to do. And I guarantee you, by next summer, you will be striping it again. It happens to everybody. And I've actually seen firsthand people get discouraged to the point where, they have no confidence going into the next year because they think their game basically became terrible when in actuality it was just the change in temperatures, the change in air. So it's happening to all of us right now, but apparently Paul has adjusted like an absolute champ. I think Saul and I still have a bit of work to do, but it's such a key thing. If you're playing in the off season, you have to keep that in mind. No, I mean, and also I think it's kind of like, um, how do I say this without being canceled? Um, I Okay, I'll just come out and say it. I think it's like kind of a guy thing, though, um, when it comes to clubs. Like, guys want to be that, I mean, or at least my perception is that guys want to be a macho guy. They want to be a, the longest-hitting guy in every group. They want to outperform everybody. It's just a natural competition that we all have. We're all natural competitors. We all want to fight for the win in the end of the end of the day, and whatever category that win is in, we want it. And so – taking out the driver trying to beat the drive as far down as fairway as possible and out drive everybody else it's a guy thing there's nothing wrong with swinging easier and i mean i know we have competition out there those guys no laying up who think that oh if you lay up you're kind of you're kind of a sissy no you're not a sissy for laying up you're smart and okay if i go for it i say like 11 at fairmont like um if i go for it from the fairway par five and i'm short where am i water penalty i lay up to the right or short and i hit a wedge in there and i'm close okay i just saved myself a one shot that penalty was worthless for me to take 
because then I'm all frazzled and everything. It's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. Any other conclusions from uh, us playing this past weekend, boys? Um, putting on aerated green sucks. It's like playing That's basketball. Just, it's literally, I feel like I'm playing whack-a-mole. Like there's just holes everywhere and I got to place my ball, place my baton like a whack-a-mole through the holes, get it in the actual hole. But it's so hard. But I understand it has to happen, but it kind of sucks. Oh, I mean, that's course conditions. That's why we can't score low. That's why it was kind of an anomaly to me how Paul went so low on the front and the round before on the front he was under. And people can attest to those scores, so it's not like it's a complete fallacy, but like it, it was crazy to me that he's putting it together so well over these past couple of weeks. Eh? Yeah, I don't know what it is, boys. I really, I really don't. It just kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, I'm grinding hard in the simulator a few nights a week and just getting the reps in. But, you know, I think a lot of it is what we said before. It's the mental part. I'm just mental outlook is never really, you know, I guess I'm not really caring as much and there's not too much pressure on me. I'm not really competing right now. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely not playing for anything. So I'm just going out there, giving it my all and uh, seeing what happens and just having fun with the boys. And uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going well. Speaking of having fun with the boys, though, uh, I was on Instagram the other day and um, on Instagram a lot. Scream time will attest to that. Um, but I saw something from Justin Thomas uh, who said was talking about like the PNC championship, which is the father son event. And we all know. Uh, and if you don't know, you're going to find out now that Charlie Woods is going to be joining his famed father, Tiger Woods, um, in the tournament um, in a couple of weeks. And they're going to be paired up and going head to head with Justin Thomas and his dad, I believe his dad's name's Mike. He's a former PGA teaching professional from uh, the mid Kentucky. Maybe they're from, I'm not exactly yeah, sure. I think, I think Louisville, Louisville. Yeah. So Kentucky area. Um, he's Justin Thomas has grown up on a course his whole life, but Justin Thomas says, uh, even though like Charlie Woods hasn't beaten me in any contest on the course, putting, chipping, whatever center of the fairway, whatever contest you can run on a course, he's still a trash talker, just like his dad. So that brings in another element of playing with the boys. Like is trash talk. Does that add to your entertainment and excitement level on the course? Or does that take away? Do you guys think? I think when we play, it just makes it more fun because you're right there. The action's going on right in front of you. And especially too on the TV, like, like we saw with the match this past week, with Charles Barkley and Phil and all those guys, it makes it a lot more interesting. It makes the the players, like let's take Phil and Tiger, for example, from one of the first matches, makes them seem more human, like they're actually normal people out there. They're not robots. But I think for us, like it totally makes it more fun if you're playing for a few bucks or you're playing for something and your body steps up and says, oh, he says some crap to you and about how he's so much better than you. It definitely heightens, uh, it gets the emotions going. I like it. I, I'm sure you guys do too, because all I hear from you guys during a round is me, 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 me. I wish I was as good as you. But yeah. Nah, so, I've uh, never said that. I think you're overrated. <laughs> I know you're thinking it though. Uh, kind of. Like, I was like, how did he get a swing like that? Kind of jealous. No, but I mean, I, it, what do you think, Polv? What's your perspective? Do you, I think I, when I originally phrased that, I said trash talk, but like more like trash talk, friendly banter. Hopefully it doesn't get nasty, but you never know. I mean, I, I think it takes it to another level and it's of, of enjoyment, I should say. And, um, you know, it's, 
obviously it's all out of fun love and you know it, it puts a little pressure on everyone so that's that's a good thing and it also it's you know the, the benefit of that is you get to work hard and practice under the pressure in front of your friends and just you know you, your friends are tra- banter giving you banter and trash talk and saying you're, you're gonna mess this shot up i mean you're gonna pr- you're trying to prove them wrong so if you're in a competition you're trying to prove your opponent wrong you're trying to prove the if you're on tv playing the pga tour you're trying to prove everyone in the whole world wrong so i mean i think that from that aspect i think it's it's definitely beneficial yeah well i really think it can be beneficial um when you do have guys like motivating each other to do better um because in the end of the day all we want to do is play better we're chasing those good scores we're chasing going low um and hopefully it doesn't get nasty where friendships are ruined by the end of rounds but at the same time i know for myself i love gaining real estate in people's heads when we're playing if we're playing for like if we're playing wolf or we're playing three man I will own real estate in your head. I will own a couple acres up there. And that's what I do best. I think I'm a great trash talker. I think I'm kind of a comedian out there. Others may get mad at me and think you're an idiot, but that's just the way I am. <laughs> I'm the hack of the group. These two guys are golfers. I'm the hack who enjoys more of the camaraderie aspect of all of this. Uh, this brings me to my next point. Um, we're talking about guys. We talked a little bit about the match from last week uh, with Barkley, Phil, versus Manning Curry. Um, final impressions from that before we move forward to the Mayakoba boys. I thought it was, I mean, it was pretty entertaining. I watched the back nine of it. Um, you know, I thought Phil sucked, to be honest. I thought he was pretty terrible. Uh, that was pretty embarrassing. He hit some really embarrassing shots, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I mean, I thought it was very unfair. I mean, putting just a professional golfer up against, you know, a couple of amateurs. I mean, it, and I mean, yeah, Steph Curry is a great player, but it should have been like Steph Curry and Tony Romo or something. That would have been fair. Steph Curry, Peyton Manning, good golfer, but eight handicap and a scratch player versus a pro. And then you get a 50 handicap, whatever Charles Barkley is together. I mean, obviously you're just looking, it's going to be the, the pro. I mean, if now, if, if it was Romo and Curry, I think that would have been a much more fair battle. And, um, but I, it was, yeah, it was funny to watch. Um, I thought the course was gorgeous, um, you know, out there in the desert. So fun, desert golf. Never had the chance to try it yet, but definitely on my bucket list and hoping to get out there soon. Um, but, yeah, just to I, – I was looking for more of a little closer match. I mean, it, four – what did they went Four up, I think. Three or four up. I mean, Phil and Charles. So Yeah, they were up early. and yeah. yeah. So it never really got close. So it was kind of took the fun out of it. But yeah, like you said, it was still good. Um, I think the network, I think it was TNT. Like they know really how to run an event like this now because they've had, they had the Tiger Phil match and then they had, um, they had Tiger Phil, Peyton and uh, Tom Brady. So it's definitely like the production side of things are definitely getting better. I thought it was funny to see Gary McCord out there. Back. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're totally right. It's been a while since we've we've heard him since CBS got rid of him. But um, I actually enjoyed it. I was really impressed with Charles. Like, I know he's playing the Chuck T's. I know he's still Charles Barkley. But considering what where his game was a few years ago, now he doesn't have that hitch in his swing. He can't hit driver still, but he can at least get the ball out there. I got to give him some credit. Like, well done to Chuck. Not yeah, a bad uh, putter either. 
No, yeah, uh, not a bad true. putter, guys. That's true. But my favorite part, it's not even Chuck's golf game. It's the, his ability to dish and take, dude. He can handle the heat. Um, he definitely dished it out during like like the Tiger match, and like it was. It's just awesome to see him, a guy who had his career in basketball. I don't think he ever got a ring though. Um, never won a championship, but uh, yeah, just seeing him out there, guys tweeting at him, basically roasting him, and he just takes all the punches in stride and doesn't really seem to let him get under his skin or mess him up at all. Uh, Steph Curry, it was expecting a better showing from him. Obviously, he can't perform in front of every camera. Um, his three-point step back didn't work on the golf course as they came in defeated. Uh, Peyton Manning uh, finally got his beer sponsorship. Did you see the Michelob Ultra out there? How after the Super Bowl when he won it with the Broncos, I believe he said, um, "Where?" Like the announcer asked him during an interview, "Well, what are you gonna do?" He's like, "I'm gonna go drink me some Budweiser." Not sponsored when he said that, by the way. And then he posted posed next to like the golf cart or the beverage cart with. Um, who was it? Uh, oh, no, with a hoodie on uh, and Michelob Ultra. And Harold Varner put it out there saying, what do you guys think of the hoodie? I'm definitely here for it. Let's hop on this train. All that stuff. Um, I think that's it for the match, though, guys. It wasn't really that much. Um, it wasn't that phenomenal watch, obviously. Um, didn't really get as much traction as the uh, Jake Paul, Nate Robinson fight where that Nate Robinson crazy. got the floor wiped with them. That was insane. I didn't watch it. But I saw a highlight. Oh, Holy mackerel. He just got I mean, whooped. Yeah, it was, dude, it was crazy. It was like Jake Paul was on a back pedal. Uh, I believe he caught Nate Robinson with a combo prior. And then one shot was all he took. Uh, he was out cold on the ground for a few minutes. I honestly thought his soul left his body. But Mike, uh, uh, was it Mike Tyson and uh, Ray Jones Jr. fought later that night. And it looked like two drunk uncles fighting at Thanksgiving dinner. Um, the fight was fun to watch two old guys going at it. One of the best ever Mike Tyson, one of the most lethal fighters who loves killing people in the ring. I was looking for a knockout for him, but that's not golf. Uh, I don't think any of those guys, guys are really golfers either. So we're going to get into the Mayakoba golf classic prevented, presented by, uh, Unifin. I think our in-house golf expert with tournaments should take this away. LD pole boy. What we got, what we got for the Mayakoba. Well, one of my faves on the wraparound season. Um, love this golf course, El Chameleon. I know, Bo, you've played it. so I have. That place is so cool, right on the water. Great destination. The golf and the resort. I mean, they have like four resorts on that property. But where is it? Are... What's that? Where, where? Geographically, where? Cancun? It's like just south of Cancun. Oh, okay. See so what? You fly into the Cancun airport. Yeah. But it's sick. Like the whole... I'm so jealous seeing all these players post because remembering my stay at Mycoba, fortunately I was able to go there. Place is nuts. You guys have to try to hit it up if you're able. I mean, I was in, I was actually in Cancun last New Year's. Who knew that would be such a terrible year? Um, my sister blessed me with a trip. Uh, it was kind of a birthday Christmas gift. We went down to Cancun, us two, for like five, four or five days. Um, New Year's, like, was right towards the end of it got some much needed um tlc some rest and relaxation some miami vices by the pool because i was 21 at the time um and yeah just a great place everyone's so friendly just got to have a little bit of your wits about you when you're walking through the airport have all your valuables and zip pockets just a little uh 
a situational awareness, but Paul, we're golf guys or you guys are golf guys and I'm the hack. What's the deal? Who we got in the field? Who's expected to perform well? Who's going to be the worst guy? Like, give us your, your breakdown. Give us the, like the lethal nature of pole when it comes to picking golfers. Yeah, Saul. I mean, this is probably one of the better fields Mayakoba has seen. Um, I mean, Kepka's in the field. JT's in the field. Fowler's playing. Um, so, I mean, we, we got a pretty good, pretty good looking field. Um, and, but, you know, if I were to take one name that I really, really like, and I know you always, you always bust me for this going with these Sea Island guys, Saul, but got to do it. Got to do it. Harris English, man. I know I've said his name before, but keeps knocking on the door. And it's just a matter of time to when he's sitting on the 18th green on Sunday, hoisting the trophy. So I think it's going to be Harris English this week. I mean, he, he's played well here in the past, fifth last year in this event. Um, he plays well on these style golf courses on past Palum grass. So, I mean, why not? I, I, I mean, look at his form as of late too. And that's the biggest thing. I mean, the guy is right there every week. I mean, last, his last event, the RSM, his home course tied for sixth, tied for 10th at the CJ cup, fourth at the U S open 13th at the tour championship, second Northern trust. So, I mean, definitely informed. That's not a concern. I mean, his putting is better than most of the field. I mean, he's, and that's, that's been a big struggle of his throughout the years, that and his driving, but his driving is his weapon. Now he puts the ball in play almost better than anybody, him and Brendan Todd. So, and we saw Brendan Todd take it away here last year. Um, and Harris English last year was only three behind the lead. So, I mean, look, and he didn't even play well on Sunday. He only shot one under, I think 70. So, he could easily do it this week. So I, I no, no surprise. We see him winning uh, a couple other names. I like Daniel Berger one had it coming off a good season. So he's, he's itching to win. Only got those two wins, the back-to-back FedEx St. Jude. Um, and then another big name, Abraham answer. I know a, a good friend of ours, Bo is a big Abraham answer fan. So he's definitely probably going to lock in this, this week and, Watch this. And Abe Answer plays well here, has played well here in the past. So I think he can definitely um, have some success in this golf course. Um, Patton Kazire, former winner here, he's he's been playing great as of late, finishing the top five at the RSM. So you could see him here. A lot of people are saying Justin Thomas this week for the win. I really don't think so. JT, yeah, played decent at Augusta, but I just don't think his form is in the best. And, and at my Coba, you've got to go low. So I, I really, I don't know if I could see Justin Thomas winning this week. I'm actually going to go with JT. I got to cut you off pick. on a few of those statements, dude. Dude, I, I don't want to like go completely against you, but I'm going with JT this week. Okay. I think, I think his master's form is a good sign. I know he screwed up on like Saturday afternoon and obviously on Sunday, but I don't know if he's played this event in the past. I don't think so. So he doesn't have as much experience as some other guys, but I, I mean, JT's JT, like he could play well any given week, but your Abraham answer guess is really, really good. Mexican guy in Mexico. He is going to represent. I agree. I think he's going to have a really good week. Yeah. I mean, okay. First of all, though, going on off Abe answer 38 under in his last three visits um, or his last three years here, um, half of those rounds are 67 or better. 
So like, yeah, hometown guy or home country guy knows how to play here. Um, a win in his home country at the end of 2020 would be a phenomenal way to, I guess, pop the bottles going into the new year and the holiday season. But that statement on JT Bowl is completely preposterous. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why it's completely preposterous, and it made my blood boil when you were bringing it up. So, JT, four stars this season. His worst start is a finish, uh, or he finished tied for 12th in his worst start. He's the guy to beat, dude. It's going to be the field versus JT this week. We'll That's see. not my pick, though. Oh, That's not my pick. I'm just backing up Bobo here. This is just and, what I see. What I foresee, I should say. Oh, your crystal it. ball. Your crystal ball. What, what do you see in your crystal ball? He's going to make the um, cut. He's going to make the cut by maybe one or two, but he's going to finish me. I'd say he'll be in the tide for 35th after Friday and then, or Friday or Saturday. And then he's going to finish inside the top 20. He'll finish maybe T17, T15. I wouldn't be shocked if, if he comes out and shoots like a 64 day one and just shuts you up and just goes wire to wire and wins. He's going to be slinging it. I think you have too much cabin fever there, Paul. Um, too much time locked up, but like, come on, like JT, he's like a runner up at Sherwood, fourth place finish at Augusta, which I think Augusta is much harder than this course. Uh, it's a personal preference, Bobo. I, I, you played this course. None of us have played Augusta. We know some people that have. Um, but my pick for this week, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binaries, everybody, we're getting into this. We're getting into this right here, Okay. My guy for this week, Patton Kazire. Big Patton guy. Patton, Patton, Patton. He's going to be the man this week. You know what it's going to be. It's going to be his week. Six foot five, 215 pounds, a little bit of a big boy, Auburn grad. Look, didn't you win this a few years ago? He did. He 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 is a past champion here at the uh, Mayakoba. He, uh, I'm not sure what year he won it in. I know he did win it though. 2017. 2017. Let's just fact check you on this. Oh, uh, you're wrong. 2018 OHL Classic at Mayakoba. 20, well, it was the 2017 season. Technically. Mm, yeah, okay. A little fact check there. Doesn't hurt. Former well, no, Corn Ferry guy. Part of the um, 2018 season. What? It was in the year 2017. Okay. Okay. Well, nitty gritty details do matter. Guys, who okay. cares? Who cares? Why are we fighting over what year Pangasire won the Mayakoba Classic? Because details matter, dude. Details matter. Kazire. Okay, what do I like about this guy? What I like about Kazire is that his game has been trending in the right direction. Performance, past performance. He thrives on momentum. If he can get that cooking early on, this former Mayakoba champ has one of the best shots. It's going to be between him, Answer, and... JT, my personal opinion, but I'm just a hack and I don't know anything. So I'll shut up and I'll let Bobo have the stage who actually knows what he's talking about. Well, yeah, I mean, I already touched upon it. I guarantee you, Paul, I guarantee you, JT will have a better week than what you're saying. I don't really know like where you're getting this crystal ball information from that JT is going to play so poorly, but he's literally Mr. Consistent. He never misses cuts. He's always top 10. What did, what, did, what did Soul say? He's, he hasn't been worse than 13th this year. Uh, yeah, like four starts this year. His worst finish is tied for 12th. So, like, we'll see. I, don't know. I, I mean, yeah, look, you can think whatever you want. You can think Luke Donald's going to win wire to wire. JT is going to have a good week. Mark my word for it. I say this every week about somebody. I feel like 
I've said it about James Nicholas. Didn't pay out there. But JT is JT. He's a different breed. So it would be hard for me to see him, especially in a wraparound event. I know this is a good field and better than a normal year at the Mycoba. I would be shocked if he doesn't have a good week. I'll I'm tell you, I think Patton Kazire and Luke Donald both will play better than him. No, I'll, okay, I'll first you, of all, I'll no you, shot. I'll, I'll make any bet with you in the world that you want on that bet. Listen, Luke and Patton, both great players, but JT, the way he's been playing as of late, or I guess he hasn't been playing much, but what we've seen of him so far this year and his resume say otherwise. So I'll, I'll take any bet. I'll bet you a thousand pushups. Uh, can we make it 10? That's more realistic. So you're not even, you, you'd love to watch Paul do a thousand pushups. That's why I only want to see 10. I don't want to have the cringe of that, but that's true. That's fair. How about, um, how about Paul? How about you give me my, uh, my hickory tree special, the daily special bet from, uh, I guess like, four or five weeks ago never followed through i thought you were a man of your word but guys before we get into this what i'm gonna bet you we can't really talk about that due to rules regulations and stipulations um but some honorable mentions i got a couple right here like paul said daniel Berger, honorable mention brooksy i hope he finishes dead last but he's going to be an honorable mention um joaquin neiman uh emiliano grio Carlos Ortiz, the guy, the man, the man who won on the PJ Tour. What are you in the Houston Vivian Open? Yeah. So I, I mean, he's got to win this season in this Rona disruption, disrupted scene season. He's got a dub out there. So I mean, any other guys you guys are looking at before we uh, wrap things up here for the back nine, bros? Yes. How about Tony Fino? Um, ever since he got COVID, I, he hasn't been performing that well. I feel like everybody picks – somebody always picks Finau every week. And, like, we expect him to win, and he just hasn't done it yet. I think he will sometime, but – I think it's going to be soon, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he has so much talent, and every everybody in the world who's a golf fan is always talking about, oh, when is Tony Finau going to break out? Because we all know how good he is. So – but I'm not going to take him this week just because, hey, you know what? Maybe if I don't take him, maybe if I go the other way, then he'll break out. You know, maybe I'm bad luck. One more. Emiliano Grillo. I don't know Why where you're getting Emiliano Grillo from, but okay. He's been playing pretty well, and he play he plays well at this event almost every year. So I I would not be surprised if he's inside the top ten. At least give him yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. But what event has he played well this year? Um, None. Last event he played well at the RSM Classic. He did. Yes, well, he he's finished. actually been showing up. He's been showing up. I think Paul was right. I just want to – sorry to cut you off, Paul. There's a way bigger storyline that I just saw on Instagram. Ricky Fowler could drop out of the top 50 this week, and that would possibly mean that he'd miss the 2021 Masters. I think the top 50 get invites, and apparently he doesn't have an exemption. So he's got a lot at stake this week. He's kind of like – like Ricky was – I'm switching. I'm switching my pick. I'm switching my pick, Bobo. Last-minute switcheroo, a fumble ruski type of thing. Uh, I'm dropping Pat and picking up Rick. I would love to see that former yeah. Olympian perform. Um, yeah, what, well, dude, when it comes to crunch time, um, he's not one of the biggest performers, but, hey, it's never really been crunch, crunch time for Rick. He just has an unflappable attitude. Um, just got to harness those motocross skills when he's out there on the course. Think about different, um, like, slopes and everything and playing everything to the best of his ability. Um, he's got a good support group out there with JT, one of his good friends. I know they're down in Jupiter together, playing all the time. 
Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if some of JT's uh, consistency rubs off on good old Rick this week. It's funny you bring that that pick up, so because so you're flipping it because Pat and Kazar beat Ricky a few years ago when he won, beat him on the last hole. So now you're taking Ricky this time over Pat. I like that. Well, I, I just like to see a good event. I like to see a good story. And for someone like Rick, who hasn't really performed phenomenally the past couple of years, um, I would love to see a dub notched in his belt. Uh, he could use it for confidence, keep his head high. And he's just a good guy overall. I don't know much about Patton. I assume he's also a really good guy. And I think my assumption is correct there. But Rick, like, look, Rick's been in the spotlight before. He's got that sick tattoo on his forearm of the Olympic rings, which I kind of envy, but I'll never have because I'll never be an Olympian. Um, yeah, that's just why I'm going to pick Rick here. I think he's a good guy to watch. Sneaky, so, but I don't know if you guys knew this. This is a very sneaky little um, tidbit here. Justin Thomas has a tattoo. I don't know if you guys ever noticed that. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like on his, it's like on his forearm, yeah. kind of, isn't it, is it? It looks like a cross or something. It looks like a stool, like a bar stool chair. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, I've seen it, but I've never, like, I've never actually found out what it is. But yeah, hey, I mean, I, you so, know what? The day when the day comes where there's a golfer with a full sleeve out on tour, that would be like, I don't know. I feel like there's one on the such corn a mixed fairy. reaction. One the corn fairy. Yeah, I think you're right, but there, I feel like there'd be such a mixed reaction to that. Like the little things that JT, that Ricky have, yeah, it's pretty subtle. Not many people are going to make a fuss about it. But then you have these these boomers, so to speak, that that's what a lot of people use these days to to categorize them. And they're going to see some tattoos and they're going to be like, oh, that's that's too modern. We have to keep the game authentic. Look, by, the like- time that, by the time that that happens, Bo, all these boomers, so to speak, They'll be, have like a macular degeneration. Yeah, They'll need they like the dead, strongest honestly. glasses ever. They'll be blind. No offense to these boomers, but they might be dead by the time that happens. But um, I don't know. Like we talked about the hoodie, how the hoodie thing has come on the scene this year with Terrell Hatton and Rory. I feel like the tattoo thing could have such a similar reaction. And I don't think it would be a positive reaction from the golf world. I think I want to see someone like Post Malone. I want to see like face tats, neck tats, everything, everything. I want to see some guy who looks like he's uh, was created in a video game with all those tattoos. I think it, I love seeing things get shaken up um, and mixed around. I love seeing a little bit of change once in every while, but hey, that's just, I think that would be interesting. It might be the next trend in golf. Go get your tattoos early. Maybe we can strike up a brand deal with a tattoo parlor, giving you guys discounts. So we're going to wrap there on that one uh, next week, guys, next week, big, 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 big news. Dottie pepper. CBS, you heard it here. Next Wednesday, gonna come out at 5 p.m. Make sure you you schedule your calendars, you free up some time because we're the most important podcast on the internet right now. Although Spotify Rap just came out and they have all like the stats and everything, my favorite podcast was well, I can't listen to my own stuff. I can't listen to my own voice. I get crazy. I get crazy listening to myself. But this is the back nine, bros. Dottie Pepper next week. You know what it is. Wednesday, next Wednesday, 5 p.m. Mark the calendars. Let's do it. Let's get dirty. Back nine, bros. Good night. On the tee from the United States of America, the Back Nine Bros.